Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. everybody good to be with you just a heads up that I'm gonna be doing a webinar where I'm gonna be teaching about something brand new I'm so excited to tell you about it and also doing a live practice on Wednesday December 7th so I'm gonna tell you a little bit more info about that at the end of this podcast episode but I just wanted you to know to keep your ears out for that coming soon <laughs> at the end of this okay so I recently led a weekend retreat at Kripalu, which is a yoga and other wellness type retreat center in Massachusetts. And on the last morning there, I was talking about the value of a regular yoga practice, what it has brought to my life, what I think it can bring to other people's lives. And you ever have those moments where you hear yourself saying something and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) So I had one of those moments and I found myself saying that I am on a mission to change how people think about yoga practice. And it wasn't until that moment as it was coming out of my mouth that I realized that it was true. Uh, It wasn't something I had thought about exactly before, but it's something that I think is really important. And we've been talking about here, as you know, if you've been listening, You know, I think as yoga increasingly became part of fitness culture over the years, it easily slipped into the mode of something that you do X minutes per day, Y days per week, you know, five days per week, 30 minutes at a time, etc. We're all pretty used to that model of movement. We hear that from a number of different places. And usually the more the better, the more intense, the better. And so because we became familiar with that model through other forms of movement and exercise, I don't think it seemed weird to most people that we would do yoga in the same way. But here's the thing about that. Life rarely fits that five days a week, 30 minutes per day model. I know that from my own experience many times over, and I am betting that you do as well. Because what I have found in my own experience is that even if there are periods of life where that is relatively possible for me, time, energy, etc. wise, um, it's never something that I'm able to sustain over the long term because something inevitably changes. My schedule changes, I get injured or ill, someone in my family needs something, And then as soon as you get out of that routine, you know, maybe if you miss a day or so, you can get back into it, but it's pretty hard to get back in the groove really quickly. And then that often will kind of spiral down into a place of shame and blame where you feel like, why can't I ever just get this right? And then it's even harder to get it going again because now you're in this pit of despair, (laughs) to put it very melodramatically. So I think we know from our own experience that this really works but we keep clinging to the idea anyway and instead of questioning the premise we blame ourselves if only we had more 
willpower, if only we weren't so lazy, if only our lives were less busy, if only we had more energy, if only less people needed us, if only things went as planned. (laughs) That's a lot of if onlys. Um, You know, one of the things that I like to think about in regards to yoga practice, one of my favorite questions really to ask about any given yoga pose is, what is the benefit of this pose? Because when we know the benefit of the pose, we can figure out how to access the benefit, whether ourselves, if you're the yoga student, or for your students, if you're a yoga teacher. So when you're focused on the benefit, even if the pose ends up looking slightly or even completely different from the original pose, even if you don't do the original pose at all and you get the benefits through a different pose or a different stretch, um, it doesn't really matter because the shape of the pose becomes less of the focus at that point and the benefit is the focus. Because I believe that there's a way to give anybody and everybody the benefit of a pose in a way that works for them. And I think that's ultimately what's what's most important. So one thing I'm interested in in this conversation about creating a regular yoga practice is what if we were to ask ourselves the same question about a regular practice. What is the benefit of a five days per week, 30 minutes per day practice? Well, I think the kinds of things that you usually hear about that are when you're doing something like that, you connect with and meet the needs of your own body, you get the physical, mental, and emotional benefits of a yoga practice. So when we know the benefits, okay, the physical, mental, emotional benefits, the benefit of connecting with our body, learning what it needs, meeting those needs, then we can focus on how we can get those benefits, even if it looks slightly or completely different from the original structure. Because we don't need the structure, same way we don't necessarily need the shape of the pose. What we're really wanting is that benefit. And I believe that there's always a way to get the benefit of the practice. We just have to figure out how. Same as is true with a particular pose. The longer I've been practicing, the more I meet people who have also been practicing for a while. So I know a number of people who've been practicing from, you know, anywhere from five to 50 or more years. And when I am talking with these folks, and we're both being really honest, here is where the conversation usually turns. Our yoga practices are more meaningful, transformative, powerful than they've ever been. They mean more to us than ever. And none of us does 30 minutes per day, five days a week. And I'm just using that 30 minutes, five days a week as a stand-in for any similar structure. Every long-time practitioner that I know comes from the what's the benefit angle. Even if they don't frame it that way themselves, even if they would phrase it differently, that is the perspective that they're coming from. Every single one. (laughs) On the drive back to the airport after that weekend at Kripalu, I was talking with the woman who drove me and found out that she herself has been practicing for close to 50 years. So I was really excited when I heard that because I always like to 
um, have conversations with folks who've been practicing so much longer than I have just to learn from them and see what the practice has meant and the ways it's unfolded in their lives. So I was asking her some questions like that and she told me that for a really long time her practice has been something that she just weaves in throughout her day. Sometimes she goes to a yoga class, sometimes she does something more structured at home, but generally she just takes some time to connect with herself and her body, to move in a way that makes sense for her. Uh, Meditation over time has become an even bigger part of her practice. And lest you think (laughs) that her practice has um, come into this shape because of her age, because she's been practicing for a long time. Um, In the rest of her life, she leads groups on really vigorous hikes and is a ski instructor. So this is not at all about what is possible for her physically. What is so interesting to me about these conversations with longtime practitioners is that it's not always easy to have them, to have the conversations, because it's kind of like you have to get to a certain point of trust in the conversation and even then sometimes people are almost confessional in their tone like they'll whisper a little bit like yeah I don't really practice you know 30 minutes a day five days a week I mean I still practice and get on my map but it's different um so it's interesting that um when you are in these conversations with longtime practitioners, this will often come up, but people feel a little bit reluctant sometimes to share it. And so that's why I want to talk with you about it, because I think the secret, quote unquote, of practice that these longtime practitioners know is that practice is something that's about being responsive to your own life. And sometimes a structure is a helpful entryway to that, and sometimes it's not, and oftentimes it's about finding out what is working for you in that particular moment. You know, it's really about presence and the practice giving you the skills to become increasingly present in your mind and in your body, and that contributes to what your practice then becomes. It's like the skills build the practice over time. But that doesn't mean that you have to wait a really long time. You don't have to wait 50 years um, to get to that point. You can start to invite that philosophical framework, that perspective on your practice from the very beginning of what is the benefit? How can I give myself this benefit today, even if I only have five minutes? How can I give it to myself tomorrow when I have an hour and I have more energy? Starting to build in this life responsiveness because practice is really for life's sake not for practice's sake practice can bring you to your center show you your patterns help you find out what works for your body improve how you feel in and about your body when it's done in a way that actually works for you teach you about your own reactions bring you into a deeper relationship with yourself And so, so much more, you know, a big part of it is just seeing what unfolds for you. And the way that we get there is through what these longtime practitioners know, presence, day by day, finding your own way, and focusing more on the action and the benefit than a predetermined result. And that's why I really love health at every size, because it focuses on 
healthy behaviors, not on a particular end goal like weight loss. The same is true of intuitive eating, which we talked about in an earlier episode that I'll link to. And I think the same is true of yoga practice. When we can focus on the action, when we can focus on the benefit, rather than pushing ourselves into a particular prescription that we read in a magazine or that our yoga teacher told us or that we assume based on what we've learned from friends, family, and society over time or usually some soup of all of those things kind of blended together, um, then we're able to find our way into a practice that really works for us and that's sustainable over the long term, which is what I think we all really want and where the benefit truly comes is from that ongoing relationship. So I mentioned at the beginning that I was going to tell you about this webinar that I'm doing and as I said, apparently I'm on a mission (laughs) to be talking about this more. Um, And so I realized recently that I want to talk with you about something that I've been learning and I've been quietly working on past few years I've only shared it with a handful of people but I'm ready to start sharing it more and it's called curvy yoga practice and it's a four-part process that starts on your yoga mat but then can also journey with you off of your yoga mat it is really the culmination of everything that I've learned over the years about yoga body acceptance and what works to bring them together and make them a sustainable part of your life so that they don't just stay, you know, good ideas for someone else, but become concrete things that you can implement and connect with in your own life. So I thought a fun way to introduce you to this, um, to share a little bit about it as we kind of kick off these conversations, would be to connect on a webinar where I'll talk about this, do some teaching around it, and then we'll also do a little yoga practice together that you can do from a chair or anywhere. So if you're listening to this around the time that it's coming out and you are around the evening of Wednesday, December 7th, then let's meet up. It's going to be 8.15 to 9.15 Eastern and you just sign up online. So there will be a link to the sign up in the show notes. And if you're interested but you're not able to join us live, go ahead and sign up and I will send out the recording to you. So I look forward to seeing you there or having you check out the recording if it's of interest and you would like to join us. I would love that. Okay, so let's take a breath together to close. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on.